Hello and welcome to the Modern Musclehead Podcast. This is episode number 12 and today we are bringing on our very first guest. We do plan on having some legendary guests on this podcast, but uh, I don't know. I think today you have to settle for me. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the voice of Jay Scott of Full Disclosure. The Full Disclosure Fitness Podcast? or That's full right. Disclo- Yeah, fit, so Full Disclosure Fitness. Yeah, com. I don't disclose much else. You know, no body parts or anything. <laughs> but yeah, just it's a great show. I've been a guest on there several times. Where you're in your like in the seventies for your episodes right now, right? Yeah, I think I'm going to be putting up seventy six or so. Yeah. Yeah, long running podcast here. Great show, great guest. So today we're going to be. Uh, if you haven't heard any of my podcasts, I've had Jay on as a guest on my other podcast. And if you haven't heard some of the episodes that Brian, both Brian and I have been on Jay's Full Disclosure Fitness Podcast. Um, Jay shares some great content, great insights. Jay and I are very much the same. We're both lightweight, natural bodybuilders. And uh, today we'll be picking Jay's brain about uh, his training, what's going on with him right now, what his goals are. We're all going to be sharing our big picture goals as well. We're going to be talking about high frequency training, some of the research that uh, I came across this week. Uh, as always, dumb shit that we're seeing in the gym and online and our top fitness tips of the week. So, Jay, how the hell are things going, my man? They are going really well, I'm telling you. I've actually been losing a little bit of fat and everything's going pretty well in my life, which is important. So family's good and trying to dig out of this blizzard in Kentucky. They call it that uh, winter's what is it, Winter Storm 2015 or something, I don't know. But anyway, it's been terrible. I've been stuck in the house. I was stuck in the house for about a week, and then now I'm getting out, but my parents are still stuck in their house out in the country. So as soon as that gets over with, everything's going to be back to normal. Excellent. How's things with you, Bri? Things are really, really good. I'm uh, Certainly the, the training is, is – the twice-a-day training is starting to officially kick my ass, but uh, – uh, next week is just once a day. It's just once a day, so I'm looking forward to that. And yeah, super busy with work, cranking out content, doing my thing. You are a content creating machine, more so than ever. And great to see you put publishing it on your own site. I know you do some work for other people as well, but uh, yeah, you're you're dishing it out, man. I'm dishing it. <laughs> <laughs> Plates of for- it. Plates of it. Oh yeah, those fr- Friday nights in front of the computer at eleven, man, with with border security on in the background. That's oh, that's geez. my life right here. <laughs> <laughs> Good shit. That's when you write. That's crazy. What's that? That's when you write. What time do you usually write? What's your schedule like? Oh my my schedule is 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 very nice. My schedule is like you know a few hours in the morning and a few hours in the afternoon. Done by five. Mm-hmm. It never it, like it never happens. It never happens that way. It's like. <laughs> It's like sit around on Facebook, drink coffee, go to the gym, come home. I know make a snowman. Oh, you know, seven o'clock at night. I, I better start that work. I was, I was supposed to finish. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, it's it's. I'm working on it. I'm I'm creating boundaries, slowly but surely. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's not easy, man. Very the age of distraction and um, yeah, being self-employed is. Um, Freedom is a good thing, but it can be a bad yeah. thing at the same time. It's That's true. Yeah, yeah. For sure. a, fr- a friend of mine is a psychologist, and he said that this time in our in our development or whatever is one of the greatest 
uh, psychological or sociological experiments because we've never been so plugged in and so on all, all the time. And mm-hmm. he's he's actually he's actually worried like how it's gonna affect the development of people. You know these these kids who grow up in this like where it's normal to like always know what what your friends are doing and to always be plugged in and all that stuff and. So, yeah, yeah and you're plugged in, but you're also separated, and that's weird because when I grew up, you'd call your two or three friends, and then you'd go, we'd go to the rec center, and we'd play basketball with a bunch of kids, and so yeah. you were like getting together, and you had this spontane- you know, spontaneity and different things that of who's going to be there, but now it's like you just get on Facebook, and you're separated, yet everybody's connected, and you're trying to put up this facade of, you know, I did this today, you're not going to put, you know, I had diarrhea today. You're going to put. I've seen it, man. I've seen people publish that. Yeah, it's not. I'm like, what the fuck? There's some things you need to keep. Well, they're keeping it real anyway, right? Yeah, no doubt. That's funny. But you end up putting, like, your best self out there, and and maybe you do that in real life, too. But, you know, it's just a strange concept. I don't know how it's going to turn out either. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Things amplified. I think they had a thing on uh, CBC News last night, or National News. And, uh, yeah, one of the guys they were interviewing was just talking about like he just started thinking man what was life like before the internet and just trying to trying to think back to those times and and the quietness the the ability yeah. to kind of self-reflect and all those other things were kind of you've got to really force yourself to do that kind of stuff nowadays yeah it was like legend of zelda i mean that looked high tech back then you know and you were just all alone or you had one friend over or Mm. whatever but now you can play online so even online gaming has changed everything's changed yeah well dude how's your uh scott jay scott i'm scott you're jay scott um jay what's your what's your training (laughs) that'd be me it's saturday morning leave me alone (laughs) um what is your training like now i know other than being kind of buried hunkered down with your big winter storm which is fucking nothing get, come on guys grow up a little bit over there you guys come up to canada feel some real this snow. is supposed to be the south kentucky's <laughs> not the south okay it's the middle i don't know where people get this this the south stuff right. it's it's smack in the middle <laughs> so what uh what's your training looking like right now I am doing really basic bodybuilding training, and I'm trying to enjoy it. So when I go in, I just kind of wing it. And I don't recommend that for beginners, typically. But I like it for me because I don't have, like, a specific goal that I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to maintain my muscle mass, enjoy my workouts, and lean out a little bit. That's my goal. Nice. And so that's what I've been doing. So I go in, and I do typical 12 to 18 sets per body part. Mm. And then I wait about five days, and then I hit that body part again. It usually equals out to about five days. And that's my, that's what I do. And I work out lately, though, I have been working out five days a week. So that's pretty interesting because usually I'm at four. So. Oh, that'll never work, man. That'll never work. <laughs> hey, Arnold says it works. <laughs> you got to do something fancier, man. You got to, you know, you got to make this, you got to be a complicated. You got to, you know, that's more... something about me is I've never been a tracker. I actually did that with the PHAT. Scott, you've got a similar program to that. It's like a power hypertrophy thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I did that and I tracked everything and I made good progress. But I must say that my physique was not built on tracking. I think it's better 
but I think that you can make progress on consistency mostly. And it, you can make it a little bit better by following a specific program and by periodization and all that. But bodybuilding is about consistency and about your nutrition. If you do those two things, you're going to have a pretty good physique. Hey, man. Yep. Damn, man. Uh-huh. Sure, and we're all yeah. People are always looking for the secrets and all that stuff, and it's really uh it's straightforward. I mean, there are ways we can add variety from month to month, but I mean we're all even the programs that we're adding variety to, it's all all the fundamental stuff's there. We're we're using a lot of the same lifts and a lot of times you're just doing a lot of straight set stuff and we may change up the rep range and change the way we're doing each exercise, whether it's going to be a straight set, drop set, super set, all that stuff, but it's all the same. It's not, I don't know why we have to over complicate things. Yeah. I think people, a lot of times they see your physique and they see something that was built over the course of years mm-hmm. and they think, okay, what did he do over the course of months to get that? Yeah. And they're wrong. It wasn't anything to do with months. It was, it was to do with years. Uh, I find and it very so, interesting. I see that a lot where people will switch to, the, the latest, the trendy type of workout, and you see yeah. their rocking body, and like, this is, I got a body like this, and they don't, like, what I find a lot of times is that their foundation, what they spent most of the times prior to this new fad programming is old school bodybuilding. That's where they built the majority of their physique, and now they're doing this trendy thing, and they're making it sound like that was the, the real reason, and yeah. it just drives me freaking bonkers. Even the CrossFit guys, exactly. you know, like Rich Fronin, uh, his physique was not built doing fro- cross CrossFit. <laughs> He's so good at it that you just rename it. Uh, but his physique was not built doing CrossFit. It was built actually bodybuilding, and then he carried it over into CrossFit because that muscle will stay with you. Once you've built it, that's what I'm talking about with me right now. I go in the gym. I lift hard. That, that physique is going to stay there as long as my nutrition is up to par. And yeah. then I just manipulate my fat. And if I wanted to get bigger like I did last summer, I really wanted to maximize my hypertrophy. I need a program to do that, you know, some kind of periodization at this point, especially because it's so hard to put on muscle once you've almost maxed out. But as far as just keeping the muscle, it's not hard to do at all once you have it. Do you feel like you're pretty maxed out right now? I do. I really – I and it's, it has to do not just with my muscle tissue. It has to do with my joints. Yeah. Because when I start to really lift heavy and start to get some progress in some lower rep ranges, I really start to hurt. And so uh-huh. it's almost like I got too many miles. It's like Indiana Jones, you know. It's not the years. It's the mileage. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an interesting. It's something that I've been thinking about for a while. Even, uh, yeah, I'd say for the past close to a year at least. Like, am I close to my genetic potential? And then you start reading... Uh-oh. Like other books and stuff. Oh yeah, exactly. Don't read. Don't. Oh my goodness. Um, no, but you, you look at the other um, kind of predictors, like uh, some of the books. I'm trying to think. Oh my god, Casey Butts has a predictor. Um, so you're like measuring your your wrist, the diameter of your wrist, and the circumference of your ankles, and um, yeah, I don't believe that. And your because height. I've got. I mean, your six inch wrists. If you're able to. At one point, when I was terribly overweight, I had 19-inch arms, you know, and my wrists were still like six and a half or something, you mm-hmm. know? And so or, they were probably swollen out to about seven and something. They were like, <laughs> they had cuffs of water retention around them. I was really overweight. But the point of it is, 
I don't think that's true. I think it's a good gauge, just like weight is a good gauge for if you're losing fat, but it's not the end-all, be-all. I think that those kind of graphs, they can tell you something, but they're not going to tell you what kind of genetics, what your ancestors did with their arms that enable you to build bigger arms, for mm-hmm. instance. Yeah. And, yeah, it was interesting. There was, a, there was a couple different, I put my numbers through a couple different calculators out there, and it's, well, for me, um, it puts me at, like, my my predicted, like, my max genetic potential is around 164, 165 at, I think it was, like, around between 8, 8 and 10% body fat, so lean, and that's, and that gives me room, like, another probably... 13 to 15 pounds of muscle that I could still put on, but that'd be like my genetic potential. So I kind of, I looked at it and I thought, well, damn, it gives me something, an ambitious goal to aim for. And then I had other people saying, don't even limit it at that. Like, just keep, don't worry about these predictions. Just keep working. (laughs) Just put in the work and where you end up, you end up kind of thing. But then I see like Adam Bornstein, he posted a, one of his case studies this week, a guy in his 40s, right mm-hmm. around our size, Jay. I'm not sure how tall he was, but um, looked very close to our, well, he's close to our weight and everything. And he's he put on uh, a fair amount of muscle. I think he's up to around 165 or something right now and lean. So it's really exciting to see that. And then I see Jeff Alberts from um, yeah, 3D, yeah. 3DJ. Um, and he's he's gained about 10 pounds in the past two years. He's 43 so mm-hmm. I'm, and these are all the guy Adam's client and and um, Jeff Alberts. They're these are seasoned veterans of training, yeah. and they're still making great progress. So I I don't want to limit myself, right? Uh, um, but there okay. are there's times where I really feel like I, like I'm a hard gainer. It's been it's taken me a long time to get up to this point right now as a lightweight bodybuilder, natural. And um, man, I'm, I just I question how far can I go, but I'm like. Fuck. Why even well, think it's different for everybody, so you shouldn't limit yourself. The thing that I did last with my fat loss transformation, those videos, you can see those at people at youtube.com slash getcarved, G-E-T-C-A-R-V-E-D. And it was 12 weeks, and I got leaner, and I got stronger, and then I upped my calories, and I got even stronger. And I was doing, this is a lot for me, people, but I was doing 85s on the flat <clears throat> for like five, six reps. And my sternum was literally starting to feel like it was going to shred in half, you know. And yeah. and I started thinking, maybe this is about all I got, you know. And so I've bulked and, you know, ate more and then dieted down several times. And it seems like nothing – I don't gain anything except fat anymore. So that's all I'm saying is, is just with me because I'm a little dude anyway. But if you're still putting on size and you can still see progress, you're not maxed out. That's the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's an interesting – uh, I, know, I think you're chomping at the bit there, Brian. But um, like fat gain, like a lot of people look at us lightweights, us hard gainers, and think that we can't gain fat. Um, it's hard for us to gain fat. But I, I really, when I go on a bulk and I'm building, I've got to be careful with my caloric intake. I like to just keep a slight surplus, just an adequate amount of calories to help me grow a bit. But if I go too high, like I see some of these predictors, some of these guys saying, you need to consume a thousand to thirteen hundred calories more, like as a surplus, in order to. Gain I like that muscle. idea. But yeah, I love the idea. Yeah. Of yeah. The vast <laughs> yeah. majority of, of that would be fat gain for me, and not just. Oh, totally, man. 
Yeah. That's funny. Do. Actually, I talked with Jeff uh, Alberta. I, I did a consult with him this week. Oh, sweet. So, yeah, I just because I, I like the way. He, obviously, he knows what he's he knows what he's doing, and I'm always trying to pick other guys' brains. And uh, yeah, and it's funny. It's, it is kind of funny how similar we are. Is, is that uh, uh, the, the first thing I said is like because he's yeah he's 43, and I'm like, dude, like don't you find all these people are just doing way too much strength training when they ought to be bodybuilding? And he's just rolling his eyes and he's like uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i agree it's just like cause if you if you're so hung up on strength you know obviously strength is awesome and it's it's, it's, it's at the core of what we do but it's like there, there's limits to the you know the hypertrophy effect of that and, and just bottom line is if you don't have really good training and really you know good good genetics and and and, and it beats you up yeah and, you, and you'll just reach a point where training sucks because you can't move your effing shoulder where you can't, you know, you can't even bend over to tie your shoes because you're so, everything is so tight and everything is sore and aching. And I don't know, man, like I'm going to blog about this this week, but like I did three months of just really, really slow tempo, kind of dorky bodybuilding training and just have never felt better. Yeah. Joint wise. So I hear yeah. you, man. It's a lot more fun, easier on the joints and growth. I mean, there's, you don't have to be slabbing weight on the bar and focusing on weight progressions all the time. I just, for me, it's just finding different ways yeah. to challenge my muscles where I don't have to progress in weight and just different kind of, there's so many different training techniques that are great for hypertrophy that you don't have to constantly be loading more and more weight on the bar. Mm-hmm. You know, with my clients, that's what I do. If somebody gets to 50 pound dumbbells and they're just average Joe guy, they're not one to be a bodybuilder, I stop them there and we yeah. do. We do different tempos, we do drop sets, we do different things. But I think in order to be the healthiest joint-wise, now bodybuilding is an extreme sport. It really is. And I knew that when I started. But if you're not a complete bodybuilder, you just want to have a good athletic physique, cutting that off and doing some other techniques to keep you from getting those injuries, you know, just overuse injuries is a smart tactic. But if you're a bodybuilder, then that's like being a dirt bike rider who's supposed to flip backwards and saying, well, I don't think I'm going to flip backwards. You can't do that. If you're going to be a bodybuilder, you've got to kind of go all in. That's my opinion about it. I don't think it's number one for joint health, bodybuilding. So, mm-hmm. are, are you retired from the world of bodybuilding, Jay? Or do you think there's a chance that you'd ever step on stage again? I think I'm retired. I, I really, yeah. I, I dieted down. I got really lean and I actually thought about it. And when I started to think about it, it felt for the first time like not me. It, yeah. it was like I was showing off. And I think that that's the first time I ever felt that. I always was able to see it as something different, as a competition, as like gladiator games. And yeah. now I just kind of see it as, look at me, look at me. And that's why I was talking earlier before we started about Instagram and taking pictures of yourself. I even felt weird doing that. And it's yeah. a fine line between showing off and being inspirational. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 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 It's, you got to have the personality for it. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 yeah you got to really before, want so. it, man. You really got to want it. Yeah. Um, if you don't have a strong desire to step on stage, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's no reason to do it. You got to get be really excited about it. Or for some people, it's just a life goal, like running a marathon. Um, just they want to, yeah, do it. It's just that it's kind of, I don't know. What do you call it? Not life experience. I don't know. I forget. It's what a life know. experience. It is. It's a checkbox. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I've done a lot of those. That's what I really go after in life. It's not money. 
I know yeah. that sounds crazy because I like money. I'm not saying I don't like money, but it's yeah. check boxes. I, I think of all the things I've done, and I try to check boxes. And that's one of the things I wanted to do since I was 19. So I did it at 31 or whatever I was. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm been thinking about it for the past little while. Do I want to step on stage? And I, I keep going back and forth, back and forth. And um, bottom line is I just settled down. There's no way. I, I don't want to step on stage until I'm at the maximum weight for to still be in the lightweight category, which is 155 and under. So yeah. I, I don't want to step on stage unless I am a completely shredded 154, 154.5. Um, but it's funny. I, I do think about it. It goes, it plays on my mind every once in a while because I still, I get, I do get excited about it. And then there's times where I'm like, why, why do I want to get yeah. that lean? It, it, it really, requ- it's a whole new level to, to take it to that, um, low percentage of, of body fat. Ironically, I, I had a dream last night. <laughs> I, I'd oh. consider it a nightmare <laughs> now. I've never had a dream about being on stage and, and bodybuilding, but last night I had a dream that I was on stage again, the same lineup as my last competition, and but I wasn't as lean as I'd want to be for, for competing, but I just saw all these other guys stepping on stage, the same guys I competed against two years ago, and I'm, I thought, you know what? fuck it, I'm going to go on stage and compete against these guys. And I ended up, instead of coming in second, came in fourth. And I was all pissed off and all thinking that uh, it was all set up. It's all a scam. And um, it just, I woke up all fired up. So right now this morning, I like can't wait to to build and, and get on stage again. So yeah, I go through yeah. ebbs and flows. I find it interesting how you talk about now it's um, all showy and, and step on stage yeah. how you feel about competing right now is how i used to think about bodybuilding it was the reason why i never pictured myself on stage before because ah, it's all vain and guys just pranced around and shit i don't want to do that but now it's now i see it as more of an art form and, and a and a sport like a competition um and i i like that i'm a competitor so i i kind of like i like certain aspects of it i don't see it so much as vanity or anything like that and as i used to it's yeah. really unusual. It's unusual the way you can think about it both because I don't see it that way either. It just makes me feel that way. Mm-hmm. When I see other people do it, I, I'll go watch a bodybuilding competition today if there was one you know, around. I would go watch it. And I wouldn't yeah. think, oh, look at these vain people. You know, That's not what I mean. It just makes me feel uncomfortable now for some reason. And I think it's because I'm getting older, but I'm not sure. Yeah. And uh-huh. if it comes back, it comes back and I'll do it again. But if not, if it stays like this, there's just not enough heart there to get it going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, is like I can get to about kind of like the four weeks out point. You know, I can get that with just a lot of focus and and you know, and but not turning my life completely into like a, the, the whole bodybuilding mindset. But for me to go over that extra hump, it, it kind of takes a, a level of uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to say selfishness, but that's kind of the word. That mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that I just don't. I really don't want to do right now. Then I always like I'm kind of pragmatic, and I think, hey, what's the return? Yeah, I'll be leaner. I'll look better for those few days, you know. But am I gonna make more money from it? No. Am I gonna get? <laughs> am I gonna get laid more? No. You know, it's like so. Like, what's? You know, I'm certainly I don't have the genetics to be a pro or even a, a an amateur, um, especially at my height and stuff. So like, what? Like, what's the? I'm like, what is the point then? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with Brian. That's kind of the way I feel. And I've got a lot of things on my plate that I'm trying to do that I can see a future return of, and bodybuilding is not one of them, you know. Interesting perspectives. Love it. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's what this is all about, man. That's why yeah, we got three yeah. people on this show. <laughs> that's right, man. That's right. Three brains. Three brains. Or at least uh, two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, well, no, I hear you. It's not me. <laughs> so it's pretty interesting, like a mindset of maintaining your current level of muscle mass. I wondered. Did you struggle with that thought at first? Like going at the, for some <laughs> I'm people, no good at the middle, man. I got, let me tell you something. I got to, I've got to do something, so I think subconsciously. This is getting kind of bad. I, I hope this is inspirational to people because I, I'm fit. I'm in shape. Let me say that. Yeah. <laughs> but I will yes, gain 10 is. pounds. Uh, I will gain 10 pounds of fat so I can take it back off. I think subconsciously I'm doing that. Yeah. And so I let my diet go a little I'll gain eight to ten pounds of fat. Still can see the abs when I go, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll get lean for summer, or I'll get lean for, and I'll stay lean for a little while, and then I'll drift off again, and then that gives me a goal back and forth. And I almost think that humans are bad; they're bad at sitting still. So it's yeah. like in uh, Psycho Cybernetics, which is a book I really like. He talks about how if you sit on a bicycle, you'll just fall over. You've got to move right. forward, mm-hmm. and so. I'll go through little phases where I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to try to get a little stronger on this exercise and I'm eating a little more. I'll usually rationalize why I'm eating a little more. And then I get a little soft and I say, I get up one day and I say, I'm a little soft. And then I'll start back down the road to get lean, get leaner again. And that way I'm always moving forward, even if it is kind of in a zigzag back and forth pattern. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to have an ebb and flow. And I think it's um, even, you know, you don't have to get quote unquote fat. You know, but just kind of like what you're talking about, just, you know, just lose, you know, lose that kind of conditioning and just, and just for me, it's, it's more of a mental thing. It's just put your focus on other, on other areas because, you know, you can only, you can only have so many pots on the stove, man. And, and it's like, if you're, if you're constantly, I mean, like I said, I was speaking with Jeff and, uh, from 3D Muscle Journey and he's done his show and he, he I think he died for something ridiculous like 40 a whole year it's weeks. like a whole year basically of yeah oh my goodness slow and steady but he did yeah. a great approach it's fun to follow his journey for sure but you would think that after going so long that it would just be like second nature and that he would still be you know tracking everything and you know putting it into my fitness pal and all that and he's like no man I'm done with that for a while I just <laughs> I'm just living just eating and being reasonable and just not really thinking about it because yeah, you just you only have so many so much space in your brain and uh, so I, much discipline, and you use yeah. it. It's like a power meter on a video game, yeah. and you use that power meter. It slowly builds back up if you stop doing what you're doing. But if you're trying to write blogs, trying to get yeah. other people to let you write on their site, you know, you're emailing people, maybe taking some rejection from that. So that's taking down the power meter, and yeah. then you're trying not to eat anything that has too many calories. You're counting all your calories. All this takes down that discipline meter uh-huh. and you only have so much discipline per day and I think it does literally recharge overnight when you sleep I get up and I feel like it recharged some but you can still take that thing down to nothing and if you take yeah. it down to nothing you're going to break I mean something's going to happen binging you're going to quit doing the work that maybe matters more like your blogging and things like that for Brian yep. and, and uh, your YouTube videos and things like that for Scott you know you got to be careful and make sure that you're not you don't have too many pots on the stove like you said brian i agree yeah yeah i definitely you know it's it's it sounds kind of trendy but you got to have a balance and and balance doesn't mean doing <laughs> doing a little bit of everything like balance can be doing a handful of things really really well for a while and then switching to something else and, and focusing on that for a while yeah. i don't know 
Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I stay within 10 pounds. Now, if you go 20 yeah. pounds overweight, and I wanted to say this. Yeah. If you if you look at those YouTube videos, you'll see me at the beginning. I had a lot of love handle, and that was from getting really overweight. And I'd really gotten overweight last winter, and I took it yeah. off last spring. I didn't get that overweight again, and the fat is more evenly distri distributed. It's strange. It is and weird. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't agree. have as much love handles. They're not as stubborn this time. I look pretty kind of a little bit smooth, but I don't have love handles poking out over my pants. So getting very overweight, the moral of that story, getting very overweight creates these problem areas, and it, yep. it makes them even worse. And you're going to have to get super lean to get rid of your love handles, and it really sucks. So try not to ever get too far out. Once you get that fat off, stay within 10 pounds or so. Yeah, like It's total bro science, and I'm going to get blasted, I know, but I, I really think guys have to do two things in their in their lifting career and i say career in quotations <laughs> not, <laughs> not 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 something that you pay the mortgage with but i think right. you have to at some point in your 30 year journey you have to get big like you have to like get not necessarily sloppy ass you know big fat 300 pound blocky off season fat but just you have to get you have to push your body fat a little bit push your size mm -hmm. ball, you know ball, you have to <laughs> I think you got to do that at least once, and I think you got to do the opposite at least once. You have to get uncomfortably lean, like not just in good shape. You have to get like, wow, this kind of sucks, but looks amazing. That level of lean. <laughs> I just think it's. I don't know if it's mental, but it kind of just uh, certainly with getting big. I know it. It once you once you bulk up and you have that that size, you've had it once. It's a lot easier to get back. It's and so it, true, no, and yeah, even. I and and even with getting lean, if you get really lean once, you know, provided you weren't a complete fucking idiot and and, and <laughs> did it in unhealthy ways, it's just easier to get back there again. I don't know. That might be more psychological, but certainly with get, getting big, you, if you go through a bulk once. Yeah, that's I agree. muscle memory. I agree. Yeah. I've been there. Did, yeah. did both. Yep. I agree. One hundred percent. All right, Brian. Now, what? Uh, what? How about your big? picture goals you're uh, you're in your early 40s now do you do you have ambitions to add a certain amount of muscle or what do you feel about your genetic potential uh well you know i've been thinking about this like i would like i'm already probably as heavy as carrying as much weight on my joints because i don't know I don't, I don't have a big frame hmm. um so I, I probably by the time i'm 45 i'd like to i'd like to develop a different goal like fuck find some type of <laughs> Some type of cardio goal that actually gets me motivated. Um, I, I, I like martial arts and stuff like that, so that that might be something that I go into a little bit more, and that would obviously take my take my pounds off a bit. But um, for the time being, I, I do want to get a little bit bigger, look a little bit more like a bodybuilder, uh, stay in that mindset, you know, bigger, stronger, leaner. Uh, and but obviously health first and foremost. So. I kind of want to run with that for at least another five years and then maybe adjust to something where, you know, <laughs> it involves more running and, and, and being and being active and, and you're having You're going to turn into Sean Phillips. That's right. Well, <laughs> that's you're right. going to be running bikes. It's, I, I totally get it, man. I totally mm -hmm. get it. I it's too. just like, yeah, it's just you, you have to start looking at your health a little bit differently and, you know, you, and if you're going to do something, man, you might as well compete like mm -hmm. at a higher level. So, but... I don't know, man. Riding a bike, man. I don't. I don't know, man. I, I can ride it like for pleasure, but like competitively riding a bike, man, that sucks. That, it's hard on your, hard on your ass, man. It's hard on your nuts. It's just, it's just like, 
It's your taint. It's hard on your taint. It's hard on. <laughs> it's hard on your taint. That's right. <laughs> it is. It's like right up there where your prostate is. Like, it's getting and, smushed like a grape. Like a grape. But, but what you will never fucking see me is you will never see me out jogging. Like what the? You like never. You will never see me doing that shit. I hear you, man. I just imagined it right now. It didn't look right. No, no it like, looked right well, in my head. Yeah, I want to lose every ounce of like pretty muscle that I have and fuck up my knees and my ankles and <laughs> and look like and, it while you're running too. Because yeah, that's the face just, that everybody has out there. They're they're most people running. They they look like they're fucking just dying. It's like dreading every second of it. Well, there's a few. There's a few people who just get high from it and their joints. They're just yeah, they're, they're genetic freaks, and, but. Yeah, and they're annoying as shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I would look like Quasimodo out there going. It's, like, it, most it people do. Like, most people, that their stride, you can tell they're, like, Ugh. they're limping a bit or something. You just, they look like they're hurting with every stride, but they're like, I got to do it. I got to keep running. And fuck, why? Why are you putting yourself through that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I would that's... need bionic legs, and then that's going to defeat the whole purpose because I'm not going to burn any calories. I'm just going to be riding on something. Yeah. And just like, until they come up with that, my knees will not take that. I'm telling you, they will swell up the next day. They'll be so swollen. Oh, I... My my, uh, my knees, ankles, and hips. I get fucked. They, I haven't done it in a couple of years, but usually, uh, every once in a while, someone will say, Oh, I'm doing a 5K and whatever. I'm like, Oh, yeah, I bet I could. I haven't run a 5K in ages, but uh, let's let's go run out together, and I'll do it in under 20 minutes and feel fine that time. And then the next day, I am just in agony. Everything is freaking hurting. I'm like, why? I can then just feel crippled for. It's that impact. Yeah, it's tough. Just over and over that impact. I mean, it's it's really wears on the joints. And I've got good hips. I've never had a hip problem, but my knees are jacked. So. Brian, it how's just, yeah, yeah, okay. no, sorry, yeah, no, no, please, please, yeah. I'll, let's I'll, let's I'll, move I'll, on. Let's move I'll, on from the running show. I can't. I, I, I hurt I, just talking about running. Let's talk about yeah. the dress. Let's <laughs> yes, the, let's talk about the it's dress. White and gold. It's no, white and gold. It's funny. I've seen it. Uh, the first time I saw it was white and gold, and then every other time after that, I see the the black and blue. I'm like, how how can I see different things? Ah, well, fuck. then you're wrong. Oh, then you're that. wrong. Obviously. Okay, let's not talk about the dress. I'm hurt. You're gonna talk about the. We're gonna talk about the dress. So we're gonna talk about. The skid marks like we were before the call. So, you, <laughs> yeah. so, so you make the it's your call, guys. You want to go dress, then then we also go skid marks. So. <laughs> Racing stripe underwear. No, I oh, want to oh. hear an update from Brian. How's the uh, how's the two a day training going? So you mentioned you're dialing it back down next week. To yeah, the- yeah, doing some traveling next week, so I'm gonna cut right back. And you you know what the, the only the only reservation I'm having with it is just the. Uh, it's just the time factor. It's just like the the nuts of you know going to the gym twice and whatever two commutes, all that jazz, blah blah blah. But uh, from our results, like if you if you could take that out of the equation, it, I it's awesome. It is awesome because uh, having these two separate goals in each. Like yesterday was uh, lower body day, and I was kind of tight for time in the morning. So all I did, I didn't. I showed up. I was still wearing my jacket. And I just started squatting, and I did about forty-five minutes of squats. Ended up doing about eight or nine sets. Got up to a, a three-rep max, and then I was done. Put the you know put my jacket back on and ran home. And then about you know seven or eight hours later, I went back in there and I just uh, by then the gym was busy and I just broed the shit out of everything. I just you know leg extensions, leg curls, 
uh, you know, supersets for my for my hamstrings. Um, I even went on the glute machine, man. I even I was pounding out on my glutes, you know, and uh, it was just great. It was just such a, you know, I guess because after I was done those squats, the last thing I wanted to do. I, even though I had energy still, the last thing I wanted to do was something else. I was just kind of like... I agree. I agree you know, with that totally. You know, but if I would have just... That, if that was my only workout for the day in my head, I would have been like, eh, you know, I kind of left a lot on the table there. I just squatted, you know. Yeah. So it was just awesome. I mean, what, what I, I'm going to blog about ways that you could somehow do this at home. Like, if you went to the gym, like, in the morning and you did your real shit, if you could, what, would, what would you need at home to be able to get that secondary workout you know, so it'd make it a little more practical for people, the family or life or mm-hmm. stuff like that. Things I don't have. That's yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. I I used to most of my focus was on home workouts, but now I can't even think of home training unless you have like a hardcore yeah. serious gym where that's where you're training all the time. Yeah, um, I'm like I just just I don't want to write about people who want don't want to go to the gym. <laughs> I said oh, I want to go go kick some ass or your home gym too. I want people yeah. Yeah, so well, fucking ass. I would love to see you write a book, your a guide to broing the shit out of your workout. That would be fucking <laughs> awesome. How how to bro the shit out of your workout? I love. I like it. it. That's a good idea. It really is. Oh man, well, I don't know if I told. <laughs> this is actually. Fun. There's there's one guy. He's always kind of checking me out at the gym. Not checking me. He's not that kind of gym. But he's 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 kind of a younger guy. I think he's every like, gym is that kind of gym. <laughs> no, no. But I think he's he's from Europe somewhere. And yesterday I was uh, <laughs> I had my I had my hoodie my hoodie on. So I'm so hardcore, man. I'm like fucking Kai Green. I got my hoodie on, and he comes up to me. and He's like, "You train like a professional." <laughs> he was Russian. Awesome. He was right. I know. And I was like, "You train like a professional." I'm like like professional. Great. Yeah, exactly. Totally. I'm like, this is, I'm having like a Liam Neeson moment here. I'm like, this is awesome. So, <laughs> what do they say when you go in, though? Do they, are they like, you're back? That's why, that's one thing that aggravated me. Oh, you're back. Oh, are you back again? You know, it's oh. like the people at the desk. And, oh, they're, uh, who cares, really? But it's always annoying. Like, yes, back. You know, like, they got all these girls working the desk and they are always on their phone. Like, I could come in with no pants on and just swinging the mic around and no one would even notice you know there she's on her phone i don't even know why i pull my card out so now they don't notice man the internet comes through again <laughs> saving us from embarrassment <laughs> going to the gym four times a day yeah. <laughs> so will yeah. this be it for your your two a day training so next week you're dialing it back will you, will you get back on it for a little oh, bit more or oh, what yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna stay on it hopefully until uh until the fitness summit, I think, and then uh, after that, I want to do two months of really like lower calories, quite a bit more cardio. Actually, actually lose, see what kind of shape I can get in again, and that'll be it for the year. Right on. Yeah, I'm thinking of bumping up the cardio right now a bit. Not not, not going crazy or anything, but uh, I haven't done any. I haven't been walking my dog because it's so freaking cold. So. You're super lean right now, though, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So that's probably why I'm not. I'm like, fuck, why, why, why? why? But I, I kind of feel like I'm ready to take it to the next level and push it a bit harder. So probably start off with twice a week doing 20 minute intervals on the on the bike and see how that goes, and then bump it up if I need to. But yeah, I'm close. It's amazing. It's pardon me. It uh, like I said, I'm probably like two to four pounds away from just being ridiculously shredded 
but I'm like psychologically I'm having a hard time pushing it to that next level I'm like just why I, I, I feel good look good um, I know yeah. I've got reasons for it I, I do want to get that lean so I can have the deck scan and see like how lean that really is um, there, there's a few reasons why I want to get down well, there but nothing Scott that's wants really to get lean enough me. to see his pancreas he wants to see, <laughs> his see that insulin come out man yeah <laughs> look at this check this out because you're already super lean. You start getting that mind thing, though, and you're like, dude, how far can I push this? Yeah. <laughs> I've done it before. So uh, just be yeah. careful. Don't lose your fullness like I'm prone to do. I look no, like a- no, I definitely am not, not there at all. I mean, last night, if you, yesterday I had two chocolate bars, a bowl of ice cream. Um, Holy Christ. Dude, chips. Ah, I went, I went bananas yesterday without eating oh. bananas. <laughs> um, yeah, so once a week, I've kind of been getting to that point where I'm I'm having an all-out cheat day in a, in a small window, like like a four-hour yeah, window yeah. where I just yeah. fucking lose it. And intentionally, it's it's intentional. But I'm like, that chocolate bar oh, yeah. tastes good. I'm gonna go for it. And then that's the homie. That's the Timex diet. It's like if you uh, if you eat. You can eat as much as you want within a certain time frame, and it's like the calories, they don't even metabolize. They like, it's like a Lestra. It goes like right out your ass. Right out, exactly. I believe that. No, you guys believe that, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's right, Alan Aragon. He was talking about that uh, <laughs> during one of, uh, when I went and saw him do a talk uh, last June, and yeah, it's kind of, kind of that theory behind it is that you're just shitting out most of that food and it's it's yeah it's such a short window of opportunity and nothing is i found the cheat code yeah i think that's, that's why people like, go it's, right, it's almost like the more nets you go the less it, calories kind of say i i don't know that's where the, I think the, the whole <laughs> calories in and calorie out, i'm totally pulling dude this is all the bro i'm broing this completely that's why you can diet six days and then eat Twelve thousand oh. calories, and you don't you don't even out. You don't. But yeah, you I do. A, I do yeah. wonder about it. it it's. It, I. I've, yeah. You know what? I. Yeah. I know. It's yeah, not healthy. Because it's no, it's not at all, and, and that's something that I won't do very often. I think it's ridiculous to kind of even come up. I know some people have a diet plan based around that, and it's like you just eat till you you make yourself want to puke you're so uncomfortable with it and then the next day you fast and you don't eat anything at all and that's so, oh, it's all magical and i'm fucking yeah it, and i said i think that sets you up for really bad um what, eating disorder I, I i think that's an eating disorder in itself doing something like that but once in a while i'm just yeah you have that craving and you just kind of run with it i think that's fine Today I'm not today I'm eating not, it. You're insane when you do that. Yeah. It really is. It's it's like an insane person would eat. I'm, yeah. and, I'm not beating and myself it sets you up. up. Yeah, it does yeah. set you up for bad shit. But I'm not beating it, myself up today over it. It is what it is, and um, I'm eating. Oh, trust like me. I if that's all you ate, that's not psychotic. I can give you some stories where. Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you have done that too, but you uh, didn't go completely nuts, right? Like large pizza three pieces of birthday cake, ice cream, and then wait 30 minutes and eat half a bag of Sour Patch Kids, and then wait till your mouth recovers from that bleeding of the Sour Patch Kids, which are the most dangerous candy on earth, and then more ice cream. I've done that many times. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've had those. I had those many times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. As I, I don't buy into that quite as much. I mean, I mean, there's some very, very good very good coaches who kind of who built things around like yeah like f- five or six days a week of really really kind of lower calories and then overfeeding through 
specific windows and, and it it certainly can work uh you have to just be you have to really know your body mm-hmm. um uh and and certainly when you're you know, when you're enhanced it works a lot better because mm-hmm. uh, everything's kind of cranked up but um yeah, so I mean, the, I think most people do better, myself included, just more on of a lifestyle approach, you know, just have little cheats here and there and just really kind of keeping a, a thumb on it, though. Without a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. Um, yeah, I'll give you a quick quick update on my training this week and uh, then we'll move on. I, it's just the same shit. I, I'm keeping it nice and simple like Jay has been and as I talked about last podcast, just straight sets for the most part and... Um, Number of sets per body part is, yeah, I'd say right around 12, 12 to 15 sets per body part. And, um, yeah, it's it's going well. I hit legs for the first time on Tuesday for um, within the past two weeks. I, I fucked up my knee playing hockey two weeks ago and um, yeah. com- completely laid off of leg training, skipped hockey last week, and it was great to listen to my body. Um, just rested, iced it a lot, kept it elevated, all, all the stuff you're supposed to do. And uh, the last couple of days did some uh, self-massage with the lacrosse ball right around the knee joint. It, it seems uh, it's like my calves and my hamstrings were really tight um, from the whole injury thing there. So I just worked those out. And then Tuesday morning, woke up, you know what? I, I've got it in me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test out my knee and see, see how it feels. And I started off nice and light. And I was like, fuck I'm not no pain and it's like the more sets I did the better I felt and I ended up having just a phenomenal phenomenal leg day so that was incredibly exciting for me because uh when I did injure it two weeks ago I thought I was done leg training for a long time yeah and and that pissed me off I like because you hear about that I think JC Dean has written about it before and a few others but like if you're into this sport you should kind of Forget about all other sports, which I think is kind of silly because I love hockey too. Um, but I'm like, fuck, hockey just ruined my weight training yeah. right now, and I was, I was a bit bitter about it all. And but yeah, I just played it smart, and it wasn't a serious injury, just probably a little sprain. And um, but yeah, all good now. Training has been going great, right on par. And the rest week, I didn't do the rest week. I only uh, ended up training four days that week. Um, so that worked. Was it? Yeah, no, it's three. Three days of, of weight training, which was supposed to be a rest week, but um, all good. I, I, I just feel, that is a rest week fun. for a bro. It, that That's was right, it. Right. It really did turn into <laughs> somewhat of a deload or rest week. Uh, wrote about it on the blog, so it was an uh, yeah. interesting experience uh, to go through. And Yeah, all in all, feeling really damn good. Nice, man. Yeah. So let's dive into high-frequency training. I saw uh, Jake Wilson from University of Tampa, he posted a study, let me pull it up here, um, where the people, let me scroll up here, so it's kind of showing that, study looked at training legs six times a week versus three times a week, volume was equated, so um, meaning if you did 10 sets three times per week, um, you do five sets, Six days per week. Oh, fuck. I'm on my... If volume was equated. So um, you're doing the same number of sets, but one group did it six times. So it's like fewer sets per workout. And the other group did it three times. So a few more sets per workout. And the group who trained legs six times a week ended up experiencing 
better results. So that's that's something here. I mean, for uh, for ages, I've been hearing guys talk about the calves requiring they they yeah. can get hit more frequently. Even abs can get hit a little bit more frequently. Um, I'm going to share some of my experiences with high frequency training in the past, and but I'm curious about your guys' insights. Uh, have either of you done any kind of high frequency training in the past? I've done calves, oh, and yeah. the reason I did it. My calves were already pretty good, but the reason I did it was because I started working at a gym. This was like in 2002-ish, 3-ish, and I would work the night shift, and I was in a gym alone, basically. There might be two people coming at night, and there was a standing calf raise machine, which I always envy anybody who has one because they are rare. I don't know what the deal is with standing calf raise. They're nowhere. Yeah. And so... uh, Interesting. Uh, in Kentucky, anyway. So I went. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, you have to use logs, boy. <laughs> but anyway, I, I went over there and I, I got in the thing and did calf raises, and I, I thought I'm going to do this every night, and I ended up working there like a month. The guy didn't pay me, which I could get into, but I'm not going yeah. to. Yeah, it's yeah. fitness. So anyway, I worked there for a, for a month though, and I put it was either a half inch or three quarter of an inch on my calves by working them five to six times a week and i only did maybe eight sets and i tried to go as heavy as i could and then i go light and i just mix up the rep range and i do about eight sets a night they definitely grew but calves are usually one of those exception muscles and so that may be the case with that but another thing i was wondering about this study is if if they did if they used us in this study and we started working out six times a week like that we definitely see growth i really believe that because it's different than what we were doing mm-hmm. but yep. if they used people who already work out and they took people who were doing typical workouts you know just like us and then they put them on six of course they're going to grow from it because it was a change but if they took untrained individuals it was trained. that would almost tell you more wouldn't it because the trained individuals obviously weren't doing that before right um what you hear i think it was trained power lifters um and the reason they're saying that this works is because trained people, uh, protein, synthesis, protein synthesis only lasts a short period of time and less greater. And so they're basically saying that more frequency is needed for us trained athletes in order to make progress. Interesting. I think oh, that's yeah. an interesting. I don't know if it's theory or how proven that is. I think it's still up for scrutiny, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is is is, is providing a change. At, like, it's yeah. like that old per, that personal training trick, man. That's it. Oh, oh, you want to grow? Okay, tell me what you've been doing. And then as they tell you what you've been doing, you just make them do the exact opposite. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they're like, wow, these workouts are great. I'm getting so strong. It's like, well, yeah, idiot. You're doing something you're not used to. Exactly. You know? But, but uh, yeah, calves and forearms, man. You, you can train that shit. You can train that daily and it'll they'll grow like crazy until they stop growing if that makes sense oh uh, it makes sense that's a perfect way to explain it yeah everybody also, gets used to everything yeah and, and then then it'll never really work that well again right oh yeah the first the first time i i somebody told me to do that to train my calves every day oh, fuck it, this is probably 15 years ago and they they blew up you know i've never 
yeah, it was it was crazy, and then they haven't they haven't grown since. So it's but it's yeah. like yeah, it worked, you know. Yeah, it is interesting though. It seems like a lot of the guys who struggle with calf growth usually neglect them. Like they don't train them as hard as they train other body parts. So yeah, yeah anytime you up the frequency and you're really focused on building them, yeah, you're, yeah. you're finally giving them the the challenge. I think it would work for us right now. I, I'm tempted to try it because that would be totally different than what I'm doing, and mm-hmm. I'm tempted to try that with. A muscle group. I, when I say maxed out, I mean I think I can change visually what the muscle looks like a little bit. I just don't think I can pack on a lot of weight, you know. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I did one back in September. I did a high frequency program where three days of the week uh, I was lifting. I was doing one exercise for back, chest, and legs, and uh, going in the three to five rep range because that's I think what some of these studies were aiming for was a heavier lifting saying that that the heavier lifting is it's easier for you to do more frequently uh than if you're getting a pump on and really breaking those muscles down and uh, needs a little bit more time to recover so i was doing three days a week one exercise for chest back and legs three to five reps and that so that's monday wednesday friday and tuesday thursday i was going for more of a, a pump workout and i'd throw in an exercise for biceps triceps and shoulders um, aiming for like the 10 to 12 rep range for the most part. And uh, my strength gains went through the roof. Like I was shocked lifting that frequently, how my strength was improving from workout to workout. And at the end of it, um, I just, I was hitting PBs and everything. And uh, it felt really good. But it was after that where I started really feeling beat up too. I'm like, yeah. fuck, I, I was really in that mindset of lifting heavy shit and. But my body didn't grow. Like I didn't really experience hypertrophy gains. It was mainly strength gains that improved. And I'm, I could give two shits about strength gains. I, I really was doing it to try to grow bigger. And it didn't, it didn't really. Uh, it, it was only a four week time period. So even in that case, I'm not gonna. At this stage in the game, I'm not making dramatic increases. No matter what kind of training program I'm following, like four weeks for me to experience measurable results is. Uh, you know, it's a challenge. The, the question is, does it translate into higher hypertrophy uh, weights? So if you were doing, you know, 60-pound shoulder presses and then you got where you could do 85-pound shoulder presses or something crazy, mm-hmm. then can you now do 70-pound shoulder presses in the hypertrophy range of 8 mm-hmm. to 12? I think that's where you get your muscle growth is after the strength phase. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so that's what you're trying to do is bump up your hypertrophy weights and you'd have to do that very strategically i think to reap any rewards from it because you're not going to get much size out of that strength training i don't think right yeah a right. bit, bit more dense and i think the one person who wrote the one the one program with i mean there's the squat everyday book i think there's a couple other high frequency training uh and this program it was geared more towards just building more dense looking muscle not so much about the swelling that uh us hypertrophy focused guys are, are looking at uh, bigger. That's what I go for. Puffy. Go for really the puff, do. man. I love it. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting. And then later on in the discussion, Jake was saying, because people are bouncing questions back and forth and looking more at like the full day body part workouts. We were hitting every single muscle group every like five days a week, as I did back in September. And then um, Jake was suggesting that the better option would be just to pick one body part, your lagging body part, yeah, and yeah. train that one more frequently and everyone else, everything else keep to your regular frequency schedule. I like that idea a lot. Absolutely. Um, 
it's kind of what I'm doing right now with, with chest is my main lagging body part. So I'll hit that really hard, high volume, say Monday and then Wednesday, uh, I'll do shoulders and I'll add just a little bit of chest, just at like four sets of chest, just to get more of, um, enhance that mind muscle connection, just a light pump. And then a few days later, I'll hit chest hard again. Um, so he was, he was suggesting that kind of staggering the, the volume and that you're training each time. So like one day might be high volume. The next day I have to go really low volume on it. Next day can be moderate volume and then low volume again and high volume again. So kind of cycle your volumes if you're going to be training it more frequently. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, that's the number one thing I see guys screwing up when they want to, when they want, when they want to specialize on something is that the more, the more you want to, more you want to specialize and focus and, and add more work. Like the more you have to cut back, everything else to the point of it's not just you know maintenance like to the point that you're you're just giving stuff like a few sets a week and that's it like you just want things not to regress so you can really devote all your 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 energy and your and your your effort your focus to this one body part that you're trying to bring up so i i mean sometimes guys send me their specialization routines and i'm like Holy Christ! You're still you're deadlifting heavy. You're squatting heavy. You're doing you know you have a still have a chest day, and this is this is supposed to be about bringing up your shoulders. And all I'm seeing is leg workouts, and and so it's sometimes better if you just, or it's always better if you just really focus on that that one body part. And sure, train it every day for well, train it six days a week for three weeks, and then uh, in the fourth week, just go down to once or twice, and mm-hmm. guaranteed, guaranteed you'll grow, guaranteed, or your money back. <laughs> I may start that with front deltoids. That's my weakest link. It seems like it's front deltoids, upper chest. That's strange. It's that thickness yeah, front, is what I lack. Front yeah. delts is usually an area that people don't need to train as often because it gets yeah. involved in so many different exercises. My triceps are like, hey, I'll do that. Don't worry about it. I got it. And they, they grow, and then my front delts are like, yeah, we're relaxing up here. <laughs> Very cool. Um, all right. Should we move on to some dumb shit? What kind of dumb yeah. shit have you guys come across this week? Go, Brian. Oh, I'll go. I'll go last, man. I'm all about the dumb shit. So let me think. Let me let me just narrow it down. Yeah. Jay, you seen any dumb shit this week? Either in the gym, online, yes. stuff that makes you go, "What the fuck?" There's this dress online. I'm not kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. white and gold, but there's, these idiots are saying that it's black and blue or something. You're hilarious. I don't know. Like I refused to, I didn't even like I refused to go into it because like I didn't want to actually invest my limited brain into learn like so are people saying that dress is like blue or, or some shit? Yeah, I'll or, send you the link, Brian. I'll send you the no, link. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't send it. Not, no, man, don't send I won't read it. I refuse. Just like what is what is the deal? Are people like all fucked up? Are they like are they colorblind? No, or, it's something to do with your brain, <laughs> and I see white and gold. Most people do, and I think a few people see blue and black. I've seen a little bit of, of a hazy blue and gold, but I could never see the black. Hmm. So, yeah, okay. I just like that. I just like that somebody put up a picture of like a rooster, and they're like, "What color is this cat?" <laughs> like, this rooster. This is your... like, no, it's a cat. Uh, okay, yeah, I got I got I got a stupid one. All right, I would like to start a petition to end this one. And if one of you guys do it, I'm just going to hang up immediately. Just click. 
It is weighted oblique side bends. Oh, Who does yeah. this? Scott, you don't do it. Oh, dude, no. I've, I've, it's probably the most performed exercise in my gym, though. I've, I actually posted it on my, my gym's Facebook page. This is probably last year. I'm like, if I see one more person doing weighted side bends, I'm going to lose my mind. I think the thing that put me over the edge is there was one girl who spent, um, it was probably a full 45, almost 60 minutes uh, she alternated between well actually she took up most of the time because I wanted to use the 45 degree um, hyper back extension hyper extension bench yeah, yeah, yeah. there I wanted to use that to work on my glutes and, and hams and uh, she was on it for the full 45 minutes I'm like fuck I just want to get on there and I, I went up there and said can, can we work in or anything but she was just non-stop weighted side bends on that thing and I just I lost from that point on I was like fuck because I see it constantly it's it's you, you know what's funny is somebody's doing them while they're listening to this yeah, right now. Stop. Put it back. Do not do that. I've I'm done them once in a while. Like I, I'd say like Oh Scott. Very rare. Actually, no, oh. not weighted. Not not weighted. Okay. Not standing up. I'll do my side bends. Um I just did some maybe a month ago. That's different. It's different when you side bends on the forty five degree angle thing. Um but never I standing still, up and going yeah. I don't like that either. I like to just lay down, do Jane Fonda style oblique stuff. Like I'll do some oblique crunches, you know, like where you raise the leg because I want them to be, I know this sounds like a stupid word. Everybody hates the word toned, but what it means is you've got an athletic muscle that is not anything to do with hypertrophy. You don't want, you want to stay away from hypertrophy with the obliques. That is my opinion. And anytime you're doing these heavy weighted things, if you want a wider waist, then go ahead and do them. But if your goal is to have a narrow waist, then don't do them because they do not burn any fat and they're just going to develop that muscle underneath the fat. And the obliques, while they can't be developed a whole lot, they can be developed some. And I don't care if it's a quarter of an inch combined on both sides that it widens my waist. I do not want that. Yeah. Okay, that's that's my nice stupid thing. What about you, Brian? What about uh, what do you think about them, first of all? Uh, what do I think about – oh, God. I To be perfectly honest, I uh... – I do very little core work, uh, and, and unless I'm, I'll do about eight weeks of really concentrated, quote unquote, core work, uh, and that's it. I just, uh, I mean, I've been doing this for so long, and and nothing. I'm super strong that in my core, but I do so much squatting and benching and 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 pressing that, and so many weighted chins and stuff like that that I get enough to where I feel I I get enough so that when I do hammer down, you know. Eight or twelve weeks out of the year, that that's that's more than enough work for me. Yeah. Um, but the dumb shit I see, man, is just you, probably especially with you, what you do. The first one or two exercises in a workout is probably two thirds of the progress you're going to get. So if you can't be hyper focused and just like just absolutely kill it during that short little window, if you don't have the attention span to be not on your fucking phone. Or just whatever you know for that for that one. You know, I don't even care towards the end of the workout. Or you want to piss around on Facebook while you're whatever you know, whatever. But just for that first twenty minutes when you're there, if you you have to be committed, you know if you uh, mm-hmm. that's you know that's the dumb shit I see. <clears throat> that's I agree. Good, that's almost a yeah. good tip right there too. As yeah, well. yeah. Commit that, that beginning of that workout. There, just give yeah. it your all. 
That's you know that's why these long ass warm ups, which another thing I'm gonna oh. blog about, stupid ass warm ups that take twenty minutes. It's like, like what are are like are you you can't possibly be that dumb. Like yeah. you know you're like you're just pissing away all your focus on on doing bird dogs. You know. Yeah, I see. Yeah. And people get all up in arms about that. That that. Oh, I can't believe you're not doing. Oh, the most important <laughs> thing, the most important part of your oh, workout yeah. is that mobility oh, yeah. work. Spend a half hour doing your mobility work and warm. Like, fuck, that's the most important thing. Really, yeah. really. That, oh yeah. Sometimes I go to the gym, and if I don't have a lot of time, I just do my warm up, and then I go home. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> People, dude, it that's serious. Like, that that is absolutely. I see that shit. I uh, see that dumb shit on Facebook. People, post and, and I'm like, and I'm like thinking. Sometimes when I don't have a lot of time, I just go to the gym and I just fucking squat my ass off for 20 minutes and then I go home. So, like, who do you think's winning here? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Anyway. My, my warm-up is doing the squat, lighter weight, <laughs> building up your yeah. your weight there. Doing, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the, I agree. I mean, this warm-up stuff has gotten out of hand. It's it's became trendy. And you do need to make sure that you're warm. I mean, of course, you, need to, you don't need to go in there and grab 80-pound dumbbells, start pressing right away. But... Also, another thing I do is if I do want to warm up with sets, even with sets, not like mobility work, but yeah. I'll only do like five reps of the warm-up sets. So I'll yeah. do like uh, if I'm warming up my pec insertions and stuff, getting ready for some heavy pressing, I'll do like five reps with 25s, five reps with 35s, five reps with a 45, and then I'll go ahead and go up into my heavy stuff. And that seems to not zap out all your focus and strength for those heavy sets that are going to give you the results, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Nothing warms up better than the actual exercise you're going to be doing. Just, right. Just do more sets. <sighs> yeah. So let, there's some tips and some dumb okay. shit. Yeah. Wrapped into one. Yeah. Um, okay. I'll, I'll do a, a tip and a dumb shit wrapped into one as well. <laughs> um, my tip would be, don't fuck, don't waste your time criticizing other people's um, diet. <laughs> yeah. Di- no, like, diet, like here's the thing. Like the dumb shit is like I, I posted a shake that I had for breakfast. And if the person is listening to this podcast, they probably are. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm beating up yeah, on Yeah, then we're all giving you the bird. <laughs> <laughs> all three of us at the same So time. I posted the, the shake. It's my breakfast shake and a pre-workout. And it had uh, – it's like a balanced carb. is high protein, high carbs, probably like 50-50 or something like that. Maybe it's 40-50. And they're like <laughs> – Oh my god! Like how how do you feel after having all those carbs for breakfast and everything? And like kind of alluding to the point that like because I know there's a lot of people out there who think if you eat carbs for breakfast you're gonna like bonk an hour later you're gonna fucking need a nap right away your your workout's your gonna suffer and like it's your growth yeah well, it's, it take them right down man it'll take them down yeah, suppressing it yeah yeah, yeah like, you're gonna get fat and stuff so yeah. I basically I mean I just. I commented back that I mean I feel freaking awesome. Like I've done both. Like I I've yeah. gone through periods where I'll just have uh, high protein and fat breakfast and then work out, and I've gone through long periods of time where I'll have oats, blueberries, and some protein powder for breakfast, and long periods of time where I'm doing that. And my workout is usually shortly after that, so it's both having it for breakfast and pre-workout, which to some crowds is like. Oh my God! There's no way you're ever going to gain muscle, and you're just going to be tired all the time. And um, but I have noticed zero difference. Like I could do both, and one day do one, and one day the next, and not notice a difference in my energy or my performance during my workout or my overall results. So it's 
it's just like some people get very married to something that may work for them and just yeah. start questioning anything mm-hmm. that is different that someone else is is my tip doing. is going to ride off of that how many people are getting one gram of protein per pound of body weight every single day and until you do that you shouldn't be able to talk about anything because <laughs> yeah, no kidding. that is your results that is your results right there and if i had if i attributed one thing to my being able to build muscle from 1998 to 2006 when i feel like i reached a certain peak i think i've gotten a little more muscle maturity since then maybe but i was a little thicker then maybe so but the thing that i attribute that to was i remember <laughs> now this is kind of crazy cuz it hasn't been that way since completely but i remember two days and I was at a reunion in Arkansas, and they didn't have any food. I just had snack cakes. I remember that day I didn't get enough protein. And there may have been one other day that I can't put my finger on, but it seems like there were two days from 1998 to 2006 that I didn't get enough protein. <laughs> I like that. And you, if you're wondering why you're not getting results, you've got to put that, you got to get the protein every day, not five days a week, because then you're going to you got to do it every day. You've got to be consistent. So that's my tip. It's interesting, though, how many people would argue against that. And there, there's, there is, well, like, lately in the past year or two, like, people are like, no, you don't. You, that's all myth. You don't need that much. And they're, like, dead set well, on proving that one gram is – you don't need that. Just stick with the RDA, like, 0.7 or 0.8. And, um, if you eat enough carbs – make sure you have enough. Yeah, like, if you're eating a shitload of carbs and quite a bit of fat – then yeah, I don't think you need, a, you know, you don't need a, an excessive amount of protein. I mean, you just if you that's if, not excessive though. That's no, one oh, gram no. per oh, pound of even lean body weight. Like if you weigh one fifty, if you got one thirty, you know that's but, fine. But uh, yeah, but at the same time, I can't remember the last time that I had less than one hundred and fifty grams. I don't know. I'd have to mm-hmm. unless I was like traveling or <laughs> doing something, or I had like a stomach thing going on. I was just that's what I eat, man. That's, that's a preference. Shit. Yeah, it's a yeah. preference. I yeah, I love it. Give me I have an yeah. easier time kind of cutting back on carbs than I do cutting back on protein. I well, just I enjoy I mean, it. that's my opinion is the truth of the matter is I don't have proof of that, but it's like if you had an infection and the doctor gave you antibiotics and somebody told you, Man, you don't take all those. Take mm. one every three days. You'll be fine. You know, that so, no, take them every day. Okay? Mm-hmm. Take them every day. Make sure you've got enough in there to get rid of the problem. Don't see if you can get away with because you're wasting time here and yeah. time is muscle time is not just money it's muscle yeah. there it's my t- that's my tip <laughs> time is muscle that's a good <laughs> tip <laughs> <laughs> very cool all right man any uh, any other insights or should we just wrap this thing up we better wrap this up man we get more hate mail yeah exactly all right you got hate mail for a long podcast because mine is always <laughs> like an hour and 20 minutes so yeah, yeah you're, from Kentucky, you're from Kentucky, though, man. It takes you guys longer to say stuff, so it's, it's accepted. <laughs> I only say three sentences. Fallers. <laughs> Fallers. <laughs> right on, boys. Oh, good show, Jay. Thanks for joining us today again. This everyone, is fun. It's a lot of fun, guys. It was a blast. It was definitely a blast, and I recommend people go check out your website, fulldisclosurefitness.com. Your Absolutely. podcast is up there. Great show. Um, look for episodes that uh, Jay's done with both Brian and I there. Share more bro shit in those conversations. That's right. uh, and, of course, visit Brian's blog, briancron.com, and mine, metabolicmasterpiece.com, where I'll have some show notes to if you want to 
need some help with spelling and all that shit and other uh, I'll link to research and all that kind of stuff at metabolicmasterpiece.com check out Brian's articles put some more great articles out this week so good times boys good times this is a good fun conversation absolutely yeah, I'll come on anytime guys anytime sweet excellent all right have yourself a great week you bet <laughs>